Hi, everyone. This is Angeline Fisher for English Breakfast, and our guest today is Tanya Mativi, a singer-songwriter who tells us about her very first CD release, entitled "Under My Hat," under the name of Esladere. In our talk, we discuss the intercultural aspects as a South African living in Germany, as well as how the CD came into being. Stay tuned to hear more about Esladere with Under My Hat. Tanya Matifi, otherwise known as Esladere, welcome to English Breakfast. Thank you. I think that we have a lot to talk about, <laughs> but before we start, I'm talking about the new CD, about this new creation. Tell me a little bit about your cultural background and what brought you to Germany. Sure. Yeah. So I was born in Cape Town in South Africa. Grew up there. My father is originally from Europe, but many, many years, many generations,、um, in Africa. However, my mother is straight from Scotland, so a huge mixture because South Africa is a, a melting pot.、Mm-hmm. Not only different African tribes, and also there's Europeans from everywhere. Okay, I think because South Africa attracted so many people because of gold, diamond. There's been different times over history that people were drawn to South Africa, and so yeah, my family is a huge mixture. <laughs> Yeah, and what brought you to Germany? So I met my husband. Okay.、Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the the old story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my husband came to South Africa first on business, and then he fell in love. And people do say once you've been to Africa, it gets under your skin,、mm-hmm. and you always want to go back. And I think I met him. I think it was his third trip. Back to Africa,、okay. yeah,、mm. and we met, and it seemed, yeah, we had a very a bit of a whirlwind、uh, romance. <laughs> we met, and a year later, I was married and living in Germany. Exciting! <laughs> so it seems like you're quite spontaneous person, <laughs> at least in some areas.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's that, very exciting. Do you still have like a connection to South Africa? Do you ever go、mm-hmm. there, or do you、mm-hmm. have family there, friends yeah. there?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very strong. I mean, I I didn't leave South Africa for a bad reason,、uh, <laughs> like, and I did actually plan to go back. Most of my family is still there. My parents、yeah. are still there. Yeah. Yeah. It's been much harder to visit them than I imagined、mm-hmm. when I moved here. Yeah, even without Corona. Now、mm-hmm. that's just. Made things very uncertain, but even at the best of times, I only managed to visit them every two or three years. Okay, yeah,、um, which is quite heartbreaking in some ways. But I've integrated very well here, so I'm really grateful to have friends in the absence of family because I don't have any family connections in in Germany. But I do feel at home here. And so I f- I feel like I'm a person with two homes. Yeah,、mm-hmm. you probably know.、Yeah. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's you know a story for, that a lot of people experience.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially a lot of our listeners.、Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they、yeah. can can relate. Sometimes、mm-hmm. the distances are different, or the intervals、mm-hmm. are different. So I just heard the other day. Somebody saying that that you know that they go back a few times. You know, if it's depending how far away it is, right, and how cost intensive、mm. and 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 you know the life that we have, 
you know, some people they go every year or even a couple of times、mm. a year back if they're Italian or or Croatian.、Mm. The idea of skipping a year is just unfathomable. That is their home, and they have two homes. Very much also in terms of being there physically,、mm. and then people like us, let's say, <laughs> the intervals in between are, are much more spread apart.、Mm. And so it's yeah, a certain type of melancholy, I guess.、Oh, that's, yeah, that's there, and that、um, you know, I think in some ways it's maybe good that we didn't know. <laughs> Uh, you wouldn't have done、mm, it, right? No, that's true. I think, yeah,、uh, and because, and also being、uh, free, you know, that freedom that we had in, in our minds to、mm. to be able to take those steps and discover something new, you know, and otherwise、mm. we wouldn't have met. So、yeah. I'm very happy that we did it, and what just、yeah. another reason, right? So,、mm. um, but of course, there's there's all of those those other things. It's complicated, <laughs> but I think you grow because you have both these perspectives.、Mm-hmm. Now I, I'm really not a full-on South African. Right. I'm definitely not a German. My philosophy has always been to learn the best that I can. My culture's got strengths and weaknesses, and to try and build on the strengths, learn from what I see around me here. What's Great, what's strong here, and try and, and have the best of both in my approach to life. Of course, now you have another love, which is the love of music. Did you always have an early connection with music, or how did you、mm-hmm. come to where you are now in, in your musical interest? Yeah, I just I always have. I've just loved music, and my family's very musical. Okay, so、yeah. uh, my father has played. Guitar throughout my life, I just remember family gatherings, everyone playing guitar, sitting around fires singing, and also my father always was up to date with the latest music. So there was music always in our home, and I loved it. And I always, back in the day, would be sitting in my father's car trying to record the top forty、oh, <laughs> on,、yes. on an old cassette player, so I could. Listen to my favorite music again. <laughs> I think that's bringing up a lot of memories for a lot of people. I remember that type of thing. Yeah, speaking into a microphone and having a tape there, and,、yeah. or, or trying to catch exactly the moment. Exactly.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the car because it was the quietest place that you didn't get any other things interrupting your recording. <laughs> yeah, things have changed so、mm-hmm. much in production and with all the streaming、mm-hmm. and everything. But it's still there. This platform, this radio, is still there、mm-hmm. in a slightly different form,、mm-hmm. but is very relevant. It, that's really what's what's so interesting. But I think the voice, in particular, is something that's very direct、mm-hmm. and can communicate very directly. Just the flow of the voice, but also, of course, music. No other more direct art form, I think, than music. How did you get to being musical yourself? Were you in、mm-hmm. choirs, or did you learn it as well when you were a child? I didn't learn it per se. I just loved singing, and I sang all the time. In <laughs> fact, the CD cover shows when I was a kid. I spent most of my time either in a tree or in water,、mm, and I often used、nice. to go climb my favorite tree if I needed some time alone, and I would just sit there for hours singing. Or I'd sing in the cupboard because I didn't want to disturb my family. If I just had, to, <laughs> I just had to sing, and it was like the wrong time of day. Or I didn't want my brother to tease me, so I'd hide in the cupboard and just sing 
my heart out. <laughs> okay, so the um, inclination was always mm-hmm. there. It was mm-hmm. something that you breathed in from your father, your home, and mm-hmm. then it was just you had this need to express yourself through music very mm-hmm. early on. That idea of climbing up in a tree, being close to nature. I've heard that South Africa really is a gem in that way when it comes to nature. Maybe you could describe what's the weather, what's the the landscape like there in terms Mm -hmm. of nature. One of the things that's amazing about South Africa, first of all, it's a very big country Mm -hmm. and there are many different climates within South Africa Mm -hmm. and a huge range of different landscapes. Okay. So I was born in Cape Town and that has a Mediterranean climate and those kind of plants, a lot of succulent plants that absorb moisture in the mornings and that gives them a distinctive look. And there's winter rainfall. Then we moved to Johannesburg. At that time, the province was called Transvaal. It's now called Gauteng. Totally different climate. Very much summer rain. At that time, a very beautiful climate. Of course, everything, the climate everywhere has changed. But when I grew up, you'd have the buildup of heat in the summer. And then in the afternoon, there'd be a big thunderstorm, which I love. I love dramatic thunderstorms. So there's a couple of thunderstorms on my CD as well. (laughs) And then everything would cool and you'd have a very pleasant evening. And then dry winters. So it really gets dry where all the grass turns yellow. Yeah, it's a very strong frost. So much, much colder, much colder than Cape Town is very mild by the ocean. And uh, yeah, further inland, it can get very cold. Mm-hmm. And something people don't think about because in Europe you've got central heating, so you don't ever really feel the cold. In South Africa, we have definite seasons as well. In Africa, if it gets cold in winter, we do you feel it because the homes are not built for it. Yeah, you're more connected with it, mm-hmm. with the weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can say as a Canadian that there is a different connection to weather, even though we have all these amenities and everything another respect for weather here mm-hmm. right now we're having a lot of respect for weather with mm-hmm. floodings but there always is a real respect for weather and the the danger or the the strength mm-hmm. of weather on an individual can mean life or death the weather mm-hmm. um, yeah it really does a huge impact and um, when i was growing up in johannesburg we had a seven-year drought And so we had seven years of water restrictions. It didn't affect us being in a privileged position as much as it affected other people. We always had water to drink, for example, but we we did definitely, because I grew up with it, it has influenced me. I could never just leave a tap running. It just would, if someone leaves a tap running, something inside me curls Mm. up and screams, no! Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So that's great. You have that Mm. knowledge from those experiences that you have to really treasure those resources. Mm. that's, That's actually a wonderful thing that you possess to share with us. So let's go to today and how you came to this creation under my hat. Mm-hmm. So I've been writing songs for, I mean, at least 20 years. It never really was an idea that I would make a CD until I think maybe seven years ago. And I had only started playing guitar at that time. I always was interested in it because of my family, but different life circumstances just made it really impossible for me to have Did the you time. Perform? Like, were you performing in front of I people? Performed, um, I was in choirs mm-hmm. and I was in drama groups. I also performed in musicals, but I never played an instrument. 
I wrote songs without playing an instrument. And then I was in a hobby band here in Germany. Of course, we did some of my songs, but it really took a lot of time, if you don't play an instrument, to communicate what you want. Because I can hear the whole band in my mind. Mm. But how do you actually communicate that to a band? And just to make it easier, I started learning guitar. Actually, the idea was I would play guitar to communicate it to someone else so that they could play it and I could sing. As time went on, I kind of developed this very quirky style of playing that has something of its own, which other people can't necessarily play, even if they're very experienced. Just sometimes there's certain things that only I seem to be able to play because they're just so so quirky. Unique Uh, approach and personality that you bring into the instrument, right? I, I think that's the same for everyone. Everyone develops their style and sometimes you're really surprised your hands just do something. You don't know where it comes from and it's so beautiful. It's really a journey of discovery. I really recommend to anyone to learn an instrument. It really broadens things, even if you just do it for yourself. And I started off just thinking I would do it for myself, but then it turned out that it actually reached other people and people encouraged me, no, play, play. And I was lucky because I was in a band. As a complete beginner, I got to play guitar and sing with a whole band, with drummer and bass player. And yeah, so I was in a very lucky position to have that experience. That's probably where you get that expression to have a signature sound, just Mm -hmm. as a signature is unique to an individual. That's why we use it for all the documents. Mm -hmm. How did you get in contact with the band that you started out with? I started off with a hobby band who actually were a family in the same village that I was living in at that time. Mm -hmm. And their child went to the same school as my child. So we started just getting together to play. Through them, I met other people. Other people heard us and was invited to join another band. It was for one particular event where we had 10 people from different bands for one event, which was great fun. Mm -hmm. And then slowly it's sort of built up where through friendships, through connections, and it's just grown. It's the most beautiful thing. I think on the one hand, you've got the music, and on the other hand, you've got the friendships that develop around that. Mm -hmm. You can't separate that. You can't say which one is more valuable. Mm -hmm. It's the most beautiful things that happen because the friendships also influence the music then. Then I met my bandmate, Armin Otto, through one of these collaborations. Mm -hmm. And we had an event we were planning for and and rehearsing for. He came late to that project. We only had two rehearsals together before the event. And I noticed immediately that he had an intuitive feel for my songs. Mm. It was a big range of songs. We did about five or six of my own songs and then a lot of cover songs. And he just got me. And so that's why I asked him if he'd be interested to perform and also working on a CD. I was like, would he be interested? Would he be interested? And he said he'd be honoured. And it's the work with him has been so beautiful because he, on the one hand, brings ideas and on the other hand, has complete respect for me, for my creations. But I very, very seldom have to say, I think it would be better in this direction. It's almost every time he just intuitively, what he does is like, yeah, that's great. (laughs) And the same as time went on, I got to know Axel Nagel. Also a synergy with him because he also, I think he enjoys this kind of music as well. 
you can feel the difference if you're working with people who like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm just thrilled by the ideas that he brings. And each of these people who've been involved has enriched the whole thing, with, but always having respect for the original creation. Even the mixing process, which was a big eye-opener for me, because that is another very, very important part of producing a CD. I was so very grateful to have Andy Kemmer working on this, not only because of his expertise, but again because of the friendship that developed. It was just really fun working with him. Even though we had never met in person before, it all happened online and we only met for the first time at the CD release party. And that's a very beautiful balance to find. And I'm, I'm just really, really blessed in the, in the people who've come. Yeah, and I think it's incredibly important also when you're involved with women of music. I'm actually in an organization called Women of Music. Mm -hmm. Is the space to be able to live your vision and then have others support it or co-collaborate with you so that this vision also can flourish. We can find people with that kind of sensibility. So under my hat, the premiere CD, what was the inspiration behind the name? How Mm -hmm. did you come up with this? I mean, I see there are a lot of hats here. (laughs) If you you see the album cover, you'll see. What does that mean? How did you get that title for this premiere CD? Mm -hmm. Well, of course, we have the expression, if you keep something under your hat, it's a secret. Songwriting was more or less a secret. Not even members of my family knew that I was secretly writing songs. And I think it was probably around, dare I say it, my 40th birthday. I won't mention when that was. (laughs) Um, I just realized if there's going to be something that happens with these songs, it's now or never. And it's really time to take the hat off. Uh, And so it's kind of symbolic of releasing something that you've kept secret for a long time or a dream that you've had. And I can really just encourage everyone It's so worth it. Everyone has some kind of dream and really you have to start somewhere. You have to take the first step. And of course, on the road to trying to fulfill a dream, there are going to be problems, but don't give up. I promise you what I've learned through the last few years, not only because of the CD project, but because of overcoming quite a traumatic thing that I experienced. There's a solution to every problem. You have to find it and you have to keep going and you you can't give up. But you will find the solution. So go for your dreams. Okay, with those wonderful words, <laughs> tell us about some of the inspiration behind the songs that you have created. Mm-hmm. How that connects with your background or mm-hmm. your experience or the people that you're collaborating with. Mm-hmm. You asked me earlier about the landscapes in South Africa. And the first song there called You is influenced by that. I am a Christian and I believe in God. And I had this moment where I was driving my car and I just saw this beautiful landscape in front of me with a mountain called Lion's Head. It's called Lion's Head because it looks like a sleeping lion. Um, And there was a a sunset behind that Mm. and it was just black against this glorious orange sunset. And this just inspired me to thank my creator for this beautiful thing. And then I thought about other things that had meant a lot to me in my life and how I was taught that God was talking to me (laughs) through something like that. 
And so I started writing more about that song. I wrote a lot of songs in my car, driving and, and singing. Then I oh, asked other wonderful. people, what ways do you feel God speaks to you individually? Mm-hmm. You know, not just in a certain language, but also like through a sunset, through an ocean breeze. Friends told me some of their experiences and I was like, okay, great. Now, how do I write this into a song? And somehow it flowed into wow. into a song. Some of my experiences, some of other people's experiences. Wow. So that's one of yes. the things that happened there with you. So there's a very direct connection with some of your music mm-hmm. to South Africa. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could tell us about some of the other inspirations behind some of the songs. There's a song called Daisy, which actually you might, you'd probably know, Bicycle Made for Two. Yes. It's very well known in, it's actually got a fascinating history of its own in English speaking mm-hmm. countries. And in fact, it was the first song that was sung by a robot. No. IBM used Daisy. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And it's been used in films. And anyway, I had a new melody idea. I was playing on my guitar and I was singing a different melody. Somehow the words popped in my mind, Daisy. I didn't want to write a song called Daisy, but I couldn't get rid of it. And it had to be. And this often happens. My experience of songwriting is not so much that I write a song. I feel like songs come to me. I know this is not true. I know in my brain there's something happening. But really, the experience of it is as if all around us are songs just waiting for us to express them. And I'm just the medium. Mm -hmm. And I just happen to be a person open, who's opened myself for that. And to particular songs, they like me and they choose me. (laughs) And this was this song, Daisy. (laughs) And then... Daisy is a song about a young couple who want to get married and they have no money and they can't afford a coach. You know, they're going to leave the the chapel from when they get married, but the man cannot offer Daisy a coach to, to go off from there onto their honeymoon. Instead, the best he can manage is a tandem bicycle. <laughs> and okay. this, as a child, this whole idea I thought was hilarious. It fascinated me and I sang the old song Daisy with my grandparents. So it's something I always remember about my Scottish grandparents Mm. um, singing that song with them. They both could sing beautifully. There's a lot of wordplay and really very kitsch jokes in the original. It was written by a man called Harry Dacry at, at the end of the 19th century. And I kind of adapted the text and it's a new melody, but it has got something that echoes from the old song. I love that idea of songs calling you or coming Mm. to you that are there. The process of that, how do you do it? How is it for you? You're you're living your life and you're seeing things and Mm -hmm. you're getting all these impressions from around your environment. And then a melody comes in your mind. It Mm -hmm. starts with that more than the text. How is that? How does it interplay? It can come from both directions. Probably with me, it's mostly melody first. I often have woken up with a song. What's very interesting, there's a song there called Wholesome, at the very last song, which I wrote now during this process of making the CD. I just woke up one morning and I had this melody and I had the first word as well. And as <laughs> usual, I went to get my cell phone to record it so I wouldn't forget the idea. And the whole song came to me. This is the first time that's ever happened to oh, me. Really and I got the, the whole song in one flow 
in less than two minutes. There's a lot of different overlaps to different things happening in my life. It's called wholesome because I've been through a lot of trauma, but I've come through now and I'm coming into a really good place yes. in my life. And everything is connecting. So there's a holistic thing in that, the spiritual and the friendships and the music and things are just falling into place. It's a song about friendship as well. It's a song about relationship. It's also a song about being whole in yourself mm. and then having wholeness in your other relationships. And then I also just love the way I got a whole song in one go okay yeah one of the problems with the cd was trying to decide which songs go onto the cd because it's my first cd and i've been writing for 20 years i have a lot of material (laughs) 10 of them were completely clear because i'd already worked with armin on 10 of my songs that we perform we would do 50 percent of my songs 50 percent covers so it was clear those 10 and then there was another one, I've Fallen For You, which I was pretty confident was going to be on this CD. The other four were f- up for grabs. For each one, I had three options. And I just said to Axel, you choose. Okay. Uh-huh. But then the last one, we were down to one song. And then Wholesome came along. Uh-huh. And then I said, forget the others. Yeah. This is what yeah. we need. And this CD is complete. This is it's what we need. Exactly. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. And there's actually the words are... Could this be just what I needed to be completed? That song was just what the CD needed to be completed. So that thrilled me because I love symbolism and oh. I love I love when things interconnect and when you feel purpose behind something. Yeah, everything tied in together perfectly mm. at that moment. It's, yeah. so, it's really whole. I love mm-hmm. that. Punctured. Punctuality. Oh, I love the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. So tell us more about punctured punctuality. I don't know if you've heard of the expression African time. Yes, I have. <laughs> we have, there's a different concept of time. And I think it can become a problem when different cultures have a different perception of time and a different <laughs> expectation. And that can lead to frustration for everyone. Of course, we still get things done in South Africa. And we do also have a European standard of time but I think that the original culture's relationship was much more important than your watch. The thing of building up relationship takes whatever time it takes and that took priority. I myself have always had a very interesting relationship with time because of things like going into that creative space where you just forget about time. Okay, So that's been a thing that I've really had to learn. And then I come from a more laid-back culture and with a personal issue with being punctual to the place that's meant is famous for being absolutely on time, which, by the way, I found out is not the case. (laughs) (laughs) But definitely I've played with these two different ideas of the philosophy of time is money and this is what's really important in contrast to the thing of relationship is more important. We're trying to find the balance, right? Because also it's good for relationships if you show up on time. It's also respect for the other person. On the other hand, you don't want to rush off as well. You want to also give time to unfold in relationships. So I think we can find a balance between these two 
things. The song is more just about having fun with it and taking the piss out of both, <laughs> both aspects of it. Yeah. Humor and laughter and joy can, when we have these differences, mm. which can create conflict or can be very uncomfortable at times, mm. where you have critical incidences where people interpret things differently mm. than mm. the intention is because of different cultural norms. That levity can just give us mm. bird's eye perspective mm. on how ridiculous it is sometimes yes. that we're getting frustrated about these nuances that yeah. are not really that important. And it's also true that there's so many things that everyone laughs about. It doesn't matter what culture you're from. Mm. There are certain things that every person experiences. That's maybe frustrating on the one hand and really funny on the other hand. And I just think it serves us much better to laugh about it than to stress about it. Yeah. Not every song no. comes the same way. No, it can be like you're driving in your car. And I think a lot happens when you're in the car because you go into your right side of your brain. Mm -hmm. You know, something switches the left side of your brain, switches off enough for inspiration to hit you. Dreaming, of course, when you're asleep. I do feel like you can also sit down and just get the things if you have the time. It usually comes to me as a melody and often right with the melody, you already feel what this topic's about. It might come with one or two words as well and then you get a sense it's going to be mm. that. Then I've written poems and I got a melody and I had somehow an intuition, this needs that poem. Mm. And these two things belong together and then you work on it it does hard for me to call it work because I'm almost driven for me it's almost not like work but I can really sit there and work for really hours Pas and hours so and hours passionate. and it doesn't feel like work not eat not drink not bathe yeah. It <laughs> yeah. okay bathing maybe yeah but this yeah. is the way it is when you're sometimes really in that creative process yeah. but everything else is gone at least for a moment yeah. at least for a, f a phase yeah so I think You might say that it's a lot of work, hours of going into that and refining it, but it doesn't feel like it to me. It's something that has to be. A lot of people think it's crazy that I went ahead and did this CD and managed to find other people who were crazy enough to work yes. on it with me. <laughs> great. People will say, mm -hmm. yeah, how many CDs do you have to sell before you cover your costs, which I didn't even think about, of course, because it's not about that for me. This was something that had to be. Those songs chose me and I had to be the person to, to mediate them. Now they're there and I've done they, my job. Yes. And now they, you get to put them into the world. And so that's another experiment that's coming, yeah. right? It's just yeah. putting them into the world in a, yeah. in a different context. Mm. So this is obviously a fruition after many years of making music, writing songs, and then getting the right people involved for this to happen. I also want to talk about maybe some of your live performances, because I know mm -hmm. that's where you sort of started out. Now there's been a difficult phase for a live performance. You've mentioned it a little bit, but what are some of the events that you've been a part of? Well, let's just put it out there. I'm not a professional musician, so it's been very scattered over time. Mm -hmm. We've done a lot of private events with the one band, Placebo Forte. Shout out to Placebo Forte, yes. all the way from Reichberg. <laughs> And then we did Blems Park. They have a festival every year. They have an open air 
festival. Every week they have a different event. Mm-hmm. We were together on that for 10 different people from different bands, which was really a lot of fun. Yeah, a different kind of collaboration. Yeah, and what was wonderful was that everyone was open for anything. So everyone brought the thing that they wanted to do, and then we all just did a few things of what this person wants to do, a few things of what that person wants to do. And that could go horribly wrong with some personalities. It worked really well with us. <laughs> yeah, you were all into sharing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and Experimenting. We've, yeah, Armin and I have done a few times uh, also a street festival in Heldenfingen. Fun, and yeah. That's really fun. We want to do a street festival here in Göppingen. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's coming up in the future. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll let you know about that in the planning. Yeah, that's it's really You're fun. What, what's amazing about that, it's obviously it's really different from having a static audience. For me, anyway, I, it has its own set of challenges, but mm-hmm. I find it very relaxing. Really? I okay. do, because I, I know that it's, I think I like improvising. You never know who's going to come by. You right. never know how they're going to react. But at the same time... If they don't like it, they can leave. So it's, I don't mm-hmm. know, somehow it's not okay. as much pressure for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get different people exposed to your music that might otherwise maybe have never mm-hmm. have heard it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what's interesting about a street festival is that it's that whole dynamic. It's all live. It's all yeah. happening at that moment. It's happening at that place. On the other hand, you don't have your established public that is prepared what's coming. Yeah. But I, you're spontaneous. I, I think, <laughs> I mean, as it is, my music is not well known. That's why we always do a combination with covers, because I think it's nice for an audience to recognize certain things. But I really appreciate when an audience is open for new things, because I think there's so much amazing music in the world. And somehow we tend to always hear the same things. And I think that's really sad. Being someone who feels like a representative for a, songs. A creator, yeah. I, I feel sad for all the songs that are never heard. I absolutely agree. I can tell you that we definitely here at the radio mm. have a lot more respect for somebody that mm. creates their own music than a cover band. Sometimes there are some innovative things that are done Mm. with covers where take a totally different slant on it and that can be really refreshing but it's a whole other level to create Mm. something that's your own and to go out there and do that I think that there's just so much more here at the radio we will always prefer a band that will have their own music always Mm. always 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 we have the freedom to be able to play whatever we want Mm. yeah we do have a structure we're not going to play in the metal sendong, mm. every moderator is king of their own revere. There's so much good talent out there. Yeah. Sure, the old songs might have memories and things attached to them, mm. but there's so much creativity out mm. there. And yeah, exactly. Those songs need to be heard and those musicians need to be heard. Mm. And we need to have a platform. And how do you get it to the people, right? Mm. It's... it's the whole thing. I mean, there's a democratization of music on the one hand, which is really mm. great. But on the other hand, it's also very difficult to make a living doing it. Yeah, so. that's this double-edged sword of yeah. the digital age now. Now there is more access. There's more freedom to discover things that you wouldn't necessarily hear on the radio. On the other hand, those artists, that's their work. That's their life. And you don't have to pay. 
So unfortunately, that's mm-hmm. a big, big. We've talked to young people. We've done some like on the street stuff. You know, how do you consume music? Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. A lot of people don't have no consciousness of copyright. Mm-hmm. They don't even have the idea behind ownership because they've never mm-hmm. had the experience that we had before. I guess. The revenue streams are really through live performance in the end for mm. a lot of artists because it's that live experience. Getting back to the mm-hmm. album, did you think about the order of the song, of the idea of listening from beginning to end? Definitely. Okay. First of all, the one big challenge, which songs belong together, and then the order. In the end, those kind of decisions, I kind of ran out of time. I think I've made the right choice. But you never know with these kind of things. You know, it's good that we had a deadline. We had an event in Ireland to release. There were three artists. Myself with this CD, with Under My Hat. Axel Nagel with his beautiful CD, Casa Ananda. And then Fred, a duo, presenting the CD, Marg Fuher Devint. A beautiful evening. Yeah, and that's actually something fairly unique, isn't it? To mm-hmm. have three different artists mm-hmm. coming together, all announcing their new releases. Mm-hmm. That's quite a nice idea. Yeah, when Axel and I started working on my CD last year, and he wanted to work on his new CD at the same time, so hats off to him, if you'll excuse the pun. He produced two CDs then in this time. Axel and I had talked about having a mutual CD release, which I was so honoured that he imagined doing that because he's an incredible artist, very, very experienced. And he does also a solo program with looping. Mm -hmm. So he manages to create this beautiful full band sound Mm -hmm. just as a person, one person alone. I know. It's amazing to see something like that live. It's fascinating. It's fun because they have to work really quickly. A lot of fun. The whole looping thing fascinated me and I thought, oh, I'd love to do that. Until I found out that it took Axel a year to perfect it. And I thought if if it takes him that long, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This concept came, I think, from the event organizer, Daniela Mühlbeck, in Villa Stürzel, Ireland, to have all three of us release our CDs at the same event. Makes a lot of sense. It was a beautiful evening and it was the first time that I met. Of course, I knew Axel, but it was the first time that I met the duo at the end, Manfred and his son, Jakob, who are very, very well known in the Ireland area. But it was also his first CD. He's oh. done a, a lot of work with his other band, but this was also it's a first, first for solo. Mm-hmm. And for both of us, I read the article in Xafia magazine about his process of writing. Although our music is completely different, there were so many overlaps because I never learned songwriting. So it's something that always completely fascinates me to hear about other people's songwriting process and see the overlaps. And I'm like, yes, exactly. Because it's not that I meet people every day who have the same experience. Mm, So that's Mm -hmm. something that always makes me really happy. It's a sad thing. But the other reason why we had the time to do it was because of Corona. So I think this was he mentioned in his article, when life presents you lemons, make lemonade. Suddenly he as a professional Axel as well as a professional musician, suddenly no gigs and so on. Sad time, but also you have time. And so people didn't just sit back and do nothing. They used the time creatively. 
I feel so strange saying I'm so grateful for the time that we had, even though the only reason we had that was because of the situation. That's a very sad situation, but then something really did come out of it. Here, people talk about Gluck im Umgluck. Yeah, yeah. And so we found that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. Mm. But some professional artists really did buckle down and, and manage collaborations. Sometimes people did totally new collaborations online, mm. which mm-hmm. are different. Of course, you don't have the same sound quality, but still they could reach out to people. So many of these musicians were at home in front of their computer trying to reach out to their communities, but it also gave them a more free time where some would collaborate with other musicians that they otherwise would have never done. Other people always had projects that they never got to Mm -hmm. and they could get to. So Mm -hmm. sometimes there was some interesting ideas that came out of it, trying to give experiences. So I know one musician, for instance, he developed a tea in that time. He collaborated on a tea. And then he had, I think, also at the same time, a CD release. And his wife makes paintings. And so they did a collaboration of some sort together and sent people packages out. Um, They had then their live virtual get-togethers to experience this tea that they collaborated with and thought about would go with this music. mm -hmm. And then they had postcards that they could send to each other or something like this. You know, they had like a concept Mm -hmm. that was totally different, not something that they would have done in the past because Mm -hmm. it's really a live performer. Yeah, so sometimes there were some some good ideas that came out of it. Also with technology, getting acquainted with with different types of technology. So some some things did come out of it. But I still think that there was a loss in terms of mm. just live performance. Yeah, definitely. And it's a different yeah. medium, right? Live. But yeah, wonderful. Now that you've completed this CD and had the release... What are some of your future plans? What are you thinking Mm -hmm. about in the future with music or Mm -hmm. other projects you're involved with? It's there, but it's now getting it out further. Um, On the one hand, I do feel like I've done my job in terms of it's there, but I do want to carry on performing and, yeah, I'd like to do more gigs now. Things are opening up a little bit. We don't know what's going to happen Mm -hmm. in the future, but... I'm just going to keep doing that. I've got some other personal things. My daughter has just moved out. Mm, so I, I'm kind step. of I'm I'm coming into a new phase of my life. I'm also making it up as I go along again. And I think that is something with me. It's always going to be some improvisation. If you're a person who is spontaneous and likes to try new things, there's always risk involved and there's always an unknown factor. Mm-hmm. So I'm again at a new chapter. I'm carrying yeah. on with the things that I love doing in my job and so on. But I do I have a few things up my sleeve. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to keep us posted. <laughs> if someone would like to get in contact with you to collaborate mm-hmm. or they might be interested in having you perform, mm-hmm. how can they best get in contact with you? On my website, it's the Dare on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's the Dare. Um, And you can contact me through there. Then I'd like to thank you very much for being our guest here on English Breakfast. It was a pleasure having you here. It was wonderful to be here. Thank you so much.
Thank you for joining me today as we featured the artist called S. Ladere with her new CD entitled Under My Hat. As always, to find out more information about our guests or the English Breakfast radio program, please look to the show notes and follow the links. This is Angeline Fisher signing off for English Breakfast, wishing you the very best wherever you may be. Until the next time.